you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Hey, this is Marcus Colson, and it's the NFL Players Second Acts Podcast. Welcome to the NFL Players Second Acts Podcast. I'm Peanut Tillman. This is my grandfather, Roman Harper. <laughs> my guy, what's up? I'm doing you good. You like that one? I do. I, I mean, I've been called way worse by you. And uh, grandfather seems good. It seems yeah, it's my grandfather. And everything else that comes with it, man. First and foremost, let's thank all of our viewers and listeners out there. Anywhere Wait. else you listen and pick up your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio Podcasts, Thank you so much for always tuning in. Give us a rating, a review. Five stars, please. Tell a friend to tell a friend to what, Peanut? Tell a friend. There it is. Continue to spread the word. Hit click follow. Give us a like. All those other things. Peanut, who do we have today? We got a good one. I'm kind of excited about this one. Not as excited as our producer, <laughs> Thomas. But, uh, yeah, this this is a good one. He's in, he's in my draft class. He's a first-round draft pick. Draft so before you? Before. Oh, low blow. Oh, wow. Already. We just yeah. started. Yeah. But he deserved it, though. Oh, he deserved to be better. He was better than me coming out of college. He it. deserved I, it, and I, he earned it. I love it. He's a first round, 31st pick, 31st pick to the Oakland yeah. Raiders, now yes, the sir. Las Vegas Raiders, but the Oakland Raiders, four-time All-Pro, uh, Pro Bowler, actor, producer, philanthropist, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Namdi Asamoa. Oh, you guys clap too? Oh, yeah, we clap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes we That's clap. The audience. Yeah, we the audience. We do well, it all. Appreciate. We do it all right here. Namdi. We're our we own hype team. Yeah, I we, love we, it. We got to be. We got to be. <laughs> yeah. Now, welcome to the show. Appreciate but, it. But Thank before you. we say anything, we have to clear up how you pronounce your name. But before you answer how you pronounce your name. Okay. We, we got something for you. Uh, oh, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Commissioner oh, Paul Tagliabue. Oh, God. Selection yes. in the 2003 NFL Draft. The Oakland Raiders select Asmoga Namdi, <laughs> cornerback, California. Asmoga Namdi. So we're, we're, oh my God. we're in my, so I stayed in the dorms for four years in college, which mm-hmm. was like unprecedented, but they, it was like my own dorm. So I took care of, got everything taken care of. So we're in the dorms. I have like my my brother, my sister, like all of my friends, my teammates from college at the dorm. They're all in the dorm. This was my my <laughs> like a, my that's draft, a hell of a dorm. Draft, no, 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 no. They're just in there. They didn't sleep there. They were no, just no, in no. There. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're the first person I know to have a party in a dorm. Yeah, like, first time ever. Everyone oh, goes what? outside of that. Oh, let me. It must have been a hell of a dorm. No, we also had a party the next <laughs> night. Okay, but hold on. We because I was in the dorms for so long. I was a senior. So by the time I got there to my senior year, my dorm was like pretty much the whole first. Like I had. Yeah, flush. You yeah, know. that's what I'm it, saying. It was, it, it it was a set. Dope. Yeah, it was a set. Yeah, it was, set. Yeah, it was nice. Mm. You know, they took care of me. So I had everybody in there, and I I got a phone call from the Raiders. We're sort of expecting the first round. To, okay, first round's gonna go, and we'll see where we show up. Yeah, and I had the calls beforehand. I had some teams call and say, "Hey, if you don't get drafted, look for us in free agent." You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. So I was preparing for that. So what? I said, "Okay, so I, so I might not get drafted." I told people I might not get. So I'm not looking at the first round. So, but we're all in there. We're just chilling. I get the call from the Raiders, and they're like, "We're gonna take you with the next pick." And so I'm like, "Tell them we're, we're going. We're going to the Raiders." Everybody's screaming. Here he comes. Here he comes. Mm. Hagler came up. Mm. 
Shredded it. Mm. Destroyed <laughs> it. My teammates killed me for that. They oh. were like, wait, who? Who did he? Is he talking about you? <laughs> they showed my face. I was like, ah. But anyway. As, as Moga. Took away from the moment, but you know. We're here now. We're here now. This Man, you, is, you thought they said you might go un uh, No, no, no. I'm no no teams. There were teams. So there were teams that were saying, hey, we're gonna take you in the second round. It was there's teams that are saying different things. But there were teams that were like, hey, just in case you don't get drafted, look for us, you know, and for when you get to choose and I, I didn't know. Yeah. You don't really know. Like they're they're it's all project like it's yeah. their mm -hmm. thoughts and then so I didn't know. And then we went with thirty one. So um during the Gruden trade, is it called a trade? When he It was from, yeah. a trade. Yeah, you went from Oakland, Tampa Bay. The Raiders got an extra pick. So we had thirty one and thirty two and they took me with thirty one. And uh and was who, who was thirty two? Thirty two was a defensive lineman named Tyler Brayton. Okay. I was going to say, did you always have that over him? Because, like, I mean, they could have picked either one of us, and they took me in front of you. He was such he was such a good guy. Like, I would have never, like. He's a good guy, and I do it to him you all do the time. It to him, yeah. I know, but it's a different. He was like, like a, were you 45? I was, no, I was 43rd. Oh, okay. My bad. It's all good. I was 35. <laughs> he looked 45, for sure, all day. I remember when we played against you. It, I can't remember if it was, it was early in my career. We played against you, and you. You were balling. You did your thing, of course. And then I, I came after the game. I remember I was talking to one of my teammates, and I said, "Man, uh, the old vet was nice. Like, he, <laughs> God's my witness, I was like, he was nice because when, because when you took your helmet off, uh, uh, yeah. the silver fox, yeah. yeah." And they were like, "Man, he's younger than you." I was like, "What?" what? <laughs> yes, but, uh, yes. We, Same we thing all, I mentioned. We always say like, dude, we should always ask when's everybody the first time they actually saw you and like. Yeah, yeah. It was like everyone yes. says the same yes. thing. Yes. PAO, I was like, oh yeah, I was. You know, we talking. He was, oh yeah, was, I'm, I'm a, I'm a rookie. I was like, rookie, right? I right. You've been in the league seven years. That's right. That's right. Stress. <laughs> <laughs> Football ain't supposed to be that hard. God dang. Uh, the best story ever was when I got into my own DB room. Like they knew that I was a draft pick, second yes. round pick. <laughs> yeah. And they had, to, you know, that back then it was like nine year, 12, 13 year guys. Yeah. And they're all in there. They were like, um, you know. Did he? He's a second round pick. Like, who's the new vet guy? They were like, no, he's the second round pick. They were like, did he go on like a, a mission trip or something? Like, <laughs> was he in the armed forces? Like, trip. did he serve for years? years? Yeah, yeah. Like, was <laughs> did he just come back? Like, what happened? Like, how's he so great? I'm, you were what? Um, you were twenty two. So yeah, 22, 23 22. when I got drafted. One of those. Look, thirty two. Yeah, it's just part of it. Hey, we're anyway, decade plus, micro your uh, grandpa right here. We got these yes, great careers. We all have that welcome to the NFL moment. What was your welcome to the NFL moment with the back then Oakland Raiders? So it's not Taglebu? I can't say. That's not <laughs> you, I mean, technically you could, but we know that one. But was there something when you got like on the team? Did the vet say something? Did you go out? Was it a bill? Was it a rookie show? Was it you got hit? You got ran over? You gave him a touchdown? Man, they didn't. They took care of me. Um, I didn't. So I didn't do the rookie show what and do the rookie show man i didn't i mean they made me pay for a lot of like rookie dinners okay but um they they would do this thing with the rookies where they would give them crazy haircuts yeah yeah and like you got like a all your hair is right here mm -hmm. or just right here you know what i mean didn't do that like i i don't know they, they took would, care of you they liked they, you you got some good vets then it was great vets um it was charles woodson who wasn't a great i'll tell him to his face he was not a great uh, vet when I was a rookie. He was not a good mentor at all. Didn't say one word to me the whole time I was there. <laughs> Had to earn it. <laughs> had to earn it. He was like, you're going to earn it. My second year, he started talking to me. I was like, okay. But yeah, we had Rod Woodson. I mean, these guys were in their 15th year. Yeah. They didn't have time to worry about you. They weren't tripping. No, no, no. Tim Brown, Jerry Rice. Tim Brown, like a, Jerry Rice. That, that was, was the first game I started. The Raider game? My fourth game, we played y'all my fourth game. Oh, yeah, game in, Chica in, Chicago. in Chicago. I remember yeah. that. That was the first game I started. First game I started was Jerry Rice and That's Tim right. Brown. That was <laughs> like two Hall of Famers. That was my first game I ever started. And I balled. I was going to say you were balling, I though. I balled. <laughs> I had like three PIs, and they weren't PIs. It's just I was a rookie going against Jerry Rice they and throwing the flag. They throwing the flag. My coach <laughs> is like, Peanut, you will never get that call. Just keep playing, baby. Keep playing. I ain't, Listen, I ain't tripping. I was looking. I, I remember... 
watching from, you know, the side. I didn't play. I mean, I played special teams. Yeah. Right. And I was like, man, this dude, you know, like Peanut, there was other guys. I was like, man, they're actually, they're playing. They're out there balling. I'm like, my head down. Like, I get to run down his gunner. Yeah. And then stop the other gunner and then like try to break the wall and kick off. And, you know, I was stressing. So I played 13 years, 12 in Chicago, one in Carolina. You played for the Saints for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And then 20. you played another year or no, two in Carolina. You, you <laughs> so he did, he did 22 years? Yeah, he did 22 <laughs> years. He did a bid. Uh you played. You played in. Um, you played in Oakland. You went to San Francisco. You played in uh, Philly. Right. And then finally, you signed the one day contract. Why yeah. was it important for you to go back to Oakland and sign that one day contract and retire as a Raider? And a follow up question is: How was it playing with Al Davis That's or a, for Davis? Excuse me. Yeah. For Al Davis. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I say playing with, but playing for. Him, yeah. yeah. Um, the first question: Why was it important? Um, it was the place that raised me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when I finished, I remember when I left Oakland, we were in the middle of a, a strike. We were in the middle of a... Um, yeah, yeah. The lockout. That was 07? No, 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 no. It was 10 or 11. Okay. 11. 11. We were in the middle of a strike. And like when... And, and I was a free agent. So right when it was over, you had like a day. Yeah, to, to get with the team because <laughs> it ended as training camp was, was about to start beginning. Yeah. And I remember like being under the gun, make a decision, make a decision. And so I made the decision, but it was so quick. Like the next day I was gone, I was on a plane and I felt like I never had the opportunity to talk to the Oakland fans. To yeah. Thank the fan. You know how people yeah. like take out a page in a newspaper yeah. or do some. So that never happened. And I remember when I finished, I was just thinking like, this is, this was the team that raised me when I was drafted. I played safety. I played safety throughout college. Yeah. And, you know, there was a guy, um, Poindexter, played for um, Virginia in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Anthony Poindexter, he was a safety. And I used to watch him and I was like, oh, yeah. I played one of the NCAA games. Yeah. really good that's right yeah that's right <laughs> yeah. that's right he uh so he was nice he played with with tiki and, yep. and those guys and so i would watch him and i said okay i want to be a safety i want to hit i want to play in space um i did not want to be out there by myself at all by any means so i devoted myself to playing safety thought i figured it out end up getting drafted and i get there and um and then al davis tells me we're going to move you to corner. What? Do you know what I mean? Like, this isn't, that's not my, haven't you seen my tape? <laughs> you have to play safety. Uh, I'm the next point, Dexter. And um, he's like, yeah, you're going to play corner and you're going to figure it out. And I struggled. I remember struggling my rookie year and having to figure it out and becoming what I became you know, all the things that happened in Oakland and just realizing that journey that happened there. And to never be able to, to, to say thank you mm-hmm. in any sort of way to the fan base, to the organization, stayed with me. And so when I finished, I wanted to go back there and sort of do it what I felt was the right way um, with the team that brought me up. That was your first time ever playing corner when you got drafted by the Raiders? Well, I, I played. So in high school, you play yeah, you every just position play, yeah. in the yeah, world. Yeah. Um, and in college, there were a few games where we had like a taller receiver I think my senior year where they'd be like you know go out yeah. and, and check that receiver Man, what the hell I didn't know what I was I got you doing um, and so then when I got to Oakland it was the first and so you gotta imagine you get drafted to play a position to play cornerback at in my position what was the most difficult place in the league to play the position because they didn't care about you you know what I mean like it was, you're going to be out there by yourself the whole game. Like there's not, we're going to, there's no one that's under you. There's no one on top of you. There's just one guy in the middle. And so I had to learn how to play the position there, mm-hmm. which was even more trying for me. So yeah, that was the first time that I'd ever sort of had to figure out the cornerback position. But to our earlier point, I don't even remember if we were recording at this point, but 
you know, I had Charles there. I had Rod there. I had people that had played the game mm-hmm. that I could look to and sort of gain some knowledge about the position. Did you think that um, <clears throat> those players taught you more about footwork? Uh, what technique thing do you think that you learned early that was like, okay, that was like huge for me to help take my game to the next level? Oh, that's a great question. There's two things. So um, there's one specific thing with Rod. Um, Rod was, he's going to kill me if I'm putting years on him, but I think he was in like his 17th year. Yeah, so it was, yes. He was, he was, I mean, he had knee, like yeah. fake knees and fake. <laughs> thousand percent. Yeah. He was so playing safety at the time. He was safety. And so I sat, my rookie year, I sat next to, to Rod when we would have big DB meetings. I'll never forget, it was like the first or second day, and the coach was up there. He was going over schemes and plays. So he's talking about cover two. How you do this? Look over to Rod. Rod is in his book. Got the top says cover two. Bottom, he's got X's and O's. And I'm like, this is his 17th year. What is he... I sort of looked at him, and he kind of looked at me, saw me noticing. He said, you always take notes. And I was like, okay. And and more so for him, my rookie year, I was always taking notes. Taking notes. But Man. then it became <clears throat> routine. And then throughout my career, it was, it was habit. It was notes yeah. on players. It was notes on what we're doing. It was notes on whatever. So that was the big thing, I think, from him. But overall... We have time because uh, I got I got stories. Yeah, oh, tell okay. you tell you. Story. <laughs> I mean, that's what people show up for. Overall, so the the question of like, what'd you learn? Um, we we. So what I learned. Let me tell you this: all the all the first year and the second year players would be in a room. We'd be we'd watch film with the coaches when they would see Charles or Rod or someone make a play. They would say, and you guys probably are familiar with this. They would say, now that's a great play. And they, they turn to us and say, but you don't do it like that. <laughs> every time, every time. It happened all the time. They would turn, Charles would make a play, Rod would make a play. It was like, great play, great play. That's not how we do it. Okay, guys, that's not how we do it. And then they <laughs> keep going. And they keep it moving. And so I was like, what is this thing that they, why do they keep saying that's not how we do it? So we would go to practice as rookies and second year players. You know, you know what synchronized swimming is. Yeah, we would look like that on the field. We would, you know, you have your left leg back, your right leg. The steps you break forward. You there was a system. There was a way to play the cornerback position, and so I tried to learn because I was like, they draft me in the first round. I need to figure this thing out. So I did every single thing that they told me. That the group of us were doing, it was 15 or so, but I wasn't gaining any traction. I'll make a play here or there, you know, but I'm like, I'm taller than all the rest of these guys. Like, I can't, there's things they're doing. I'm like, well, how is this possible? So I'm, I'm going into my, I think it was my second year, second or end of my third. Yes, going into my second year. We had a coach that told me, this offseason, I want you to, Study all of the greats. Study the best corners. Whoever you think those guys are. We have tapes. Go upstairs. Find the tapes. Take this this off season, spring, summer, and tell me and come back and tell me what you notice. And I did that. You named the guy. I studied him. Watching everything. I need to figure out how to play this position. And the thing that stood out to me was they were all great. They were all making plays. But none of them looked the same. Yeah. They were all distinctly different than the other person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so I said, wait, they're, they're not doing the, the synchronized <laughs> swimming thing that we've been t- this That was how I t- was taught. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I come back and I realized um, I, I started to learn what made me comfortable in the position. Yeah. And and I developed, with the help of some teammates, my own way to play. Because they were going to ask us to play press man 
Yep. That's going to be 99% of the game. So I had to figure out how to do that. So there was a way that I played the game that was different from my teammates. And I remember when I started to take off in my second year into the top of my third year, never forget, we're watching film. And I made a play. Coach turned to the rookies. Great play, but we don't look like that. I made it. I made it. I made it. I got it. So the thing that I learned was we're all talented. You know, we're in the NFL. We we can all do it. But the faster you figure out who you are yes. in the game and how you fit, the the, the better it'll go for you. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, I do. And that's a great transition to what we're here today doing, which is uh, you know, about this podcast. And Thomas you know, break out your tissues if you need to. But, you know, it's really all about you really helped inspire this whole deal here. The idea of really giving the platform to former players talking about that transition and actually finding an outlet, whether the space or talking about, you know, the transition of what they do and finding some kind of joy or happiness after football is all said and done. Because at some point that happens for all of us. Mm -hmm. And you really talking about that helped really inspire this. And so how was that possible for you? Like, where did you see uh, that kind of transition or how did you see that in would play out in your own life? Um, well, first, I appreciate it. I, I didn't realize until we started the show how uh, instrumental or influential I was in beginning this show um, until I heard from uh, Thomas. Mm -hmm. And so that makes me happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because any way you can can be of service, I think, yeah. is, is a beautiful thing. Um, the transition is tough. Um, oh, yeah. The transition is tough. <clears throat> because what happens is you're, you've already sort of spoken on it, but you're going from um, a constant energy that's around you from the crowd, from your teammates, from um, people in the streets, you know what I mean, that you're feeling, whether it's positive, whatever it is, you're feeling that, you know, and that's a daily thing for you. And then it all ends and, you know, like, where'd everybody go? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, <laughs> hey, hey guys, you know, I'm still here. Um, and that's a difficult thing. Um, I don't know if everyone deals with it, but I definitely dealt with it. Um, just trying to figure out who I was without the game. I'm sure this comes up a lot in this podcast, right? That yeah. people were going through the moment of um, identity crisis and like, oh, who am I? Mm -hmm. I've done this almost my whole life up until this point. And now you're telling me I'm not, now I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. So what do I do? And I definitely went through that. Um, I think it's unfair to say I went through it. I think I'd say I'm getting better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't crossed over into like glory land where it's like, it doesn't cross my mind. You're just never going to get it again. But speaking to some guys, Ronnie Lott uh, was instrumental in this. Um, Aeneas Williams, even for two great energy guys. Yeah. 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 Aeneas is awesome. Great energy guys. I've never Aeneas met Ronnie else. Lott. Yeah. I've met him a couple of times. Aeneas is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, uh, he's Louisiana, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Baton Rouge. Um, and just just getting some words from them, which were along the same lines, which were, whatever you do next, go into it with the same fervor, the same sort of um, energy that you went into football, you know, and then you'll see the results. And, and so that's what I've tried to do. But I, there's a strong period in there where it was like, uh, what is going on? What was that? What was that low period? Yeah. What, <clears> talk that about was, what was that low period? And, you know, that that actually, a, did you ever get out of it? Because you said you're still, you're getting better at it. So uh, how are you climbing out of that? I'm out of the low. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not out of the fog. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the low was, there are stages of grief, right? Mm-hmm. And I hit 
those stages you know yeah. i think there's seven stages right i probably had eight or nine you know i threw a couple in there just yeah. for good measure um but the you know i don't know what the first one is but denial is in there like nah nah everything you know you act good yeah i'm good but there's no you know like there's no issue um i feel like that's what i did i was like no i'm good yeah i'm good you're just blinded by yeah <laughs> it's so true yeah. you're not good yeah, yeah, no, not at all. I mean, and and I also was a period in my life where I didn't talk, you know, which is also an issue for and I think a lot of us. So so there wasn't much communication to anyone about like, man, I missed the game. I, I don't know what to do next, and I don't, you know, I'm waking up in the morning like, ah, the, I'm I don't have a drive for anything. There's nothing pushing me forward to the next step. So then I'll just spend the day and wait until I go to sleep and see if something comes the next day. And then you kind of get into a routine um, where nothing's happening. I started to have, um, you know, at that point I had kids. And that, I think, took a lot of the focus. Yeah. So that's that could sort of keep me through that I spend a lot of time with the right. kids, do whatever I can in that world, and then I'll be good and let's wait till the next day. Um so I went through that. It was, you know, it it you know, I I shrug to, to sort of like throw it away, but it was a difficult, difficult period. Yeah. Um and then I figured out what I what I wanted to try to do. Yeah. And I started to fall in love with that. And so I, so the low started to get higher, you know, mm -hmm. I started to get out of that space, but I didn't do it on my own. I actually find a thing. Yeah. I don't know that I've, that I necessarily did all the work, mm -hmm. huh? but I found a thing and it helped me sort of grow out of where I was. So I know. I know for me, I kind of went through my little funk of trying to figure out what I want to do. And then I found something. I was like, well, I'm happy, but I don't know if I really want to do this right now. <laughs> and then it was just me trying to, you know, you're trying to figure other things out. But really what what helps you is, you know, we all have a support system. Well, most people, they have a support system. Right. Mm -hmm. So talk about what and who your support system was that helped you get you through that that dark time. Yeah. I mean, I have a. I have a praying family. Yeah. It's just that's how we grew up. Yeah, for sure. It is what it is. From my wife to my mom to my grandma to everyone in my family, that's what they do. And so that was sort of the thing that I could always go back to that would yeah. sort of give me a little <clears throat> bit of strength. And, you know, so it was really family support that would that would get me through those moments. And And they didn't even know. <laughs> they, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they didn't even Because you didn't communicate. No, no, not at all. <laughs> they had they had no clue. They were like, oh, great. You know, they'll be like, oh, man, can you believe what you've accomplished mm -hmm. in your life? And all these sort of things. And But I never communicated that I'm lost. I don't know what's next. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But their support, even in me not um, communicating anything, was I think what got me through. So what's the biggest misconception with players once they get out of the league? Like the opinion of players once they get out of the league that they got it figured out or that we don't we can only play football or even like you is like quiet when when they're most quiet that's when we should check on them the most. Oh, that's interesting. That's I that there's actually something to that. Yeah. Like Cuz hearing you say it, I would think like you know what it is something to that. The, the teammate I haven't heard from in the longest it's yeah. probably the one I might need to check out on. Yeah, that's right. And I get it, too. When I hear certain things about guys that were struggling, or this guy went d down that path, or um, this guy didn't have any money anymore, this guy got it, da da da, da. I, like to I completely get it. I see it. You know, when I was playing, I don't know that I could have seen it. Mm -mm. You know, I look at that, and I'm like, oh, come on, guys. You know, you just played in the NFL. <laughs> you can go, you know, but then when you're in it, it's completely different. And, you know, and we're finishing playing, we're retiring in our 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Because your whole life ahead of you. Gotcha. But you don't know that. No, you no, don't. You don't. You, you don't think know you're it. old because, because you're, you're not told in it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And you're told you're old. 
And you're told you're old. You're, you're told, told you're old. <laughs> you're told 33 you're old. is old. You're told you're old. Yeah. And you get out in the rest of the world and you're like, I'm like the youngest person in the room. That's right. And they'll just tell you that. my career. Yeah. That's right. And they start to tell you, you're so young, you have. Right. But it's the first time you heard it. Yes. You got so used to hearing that you were old. Correct. So there's a rewiring that has to happen. And you actually have to hear it enough times yeah. for you to realize, oh, no, I am young. I'm not old. I'm, I can do more. You know, and that's, that's right, we just have to all get to that place. You know? Yeah, I, I think one of the, the biggest things I've heard in the last couple of years, it was like, you know, because I'm in the same as you. Like, I've been told I was old. And all of a sudden... Everybody I've been around is like way older than me. Yeah. And I'm right. like, well, actually, I'm very young, actually, in this yeah. room. Look at the, you know, according to bank statements, I'm like, yes. kind of like very young compared yeah. to a lot of people that have this amount or whatever it is. And that's what football's blessed us with. Yeah. And then, you know, they say, you know what, actually, in most people's careers, the biggest years of income generating years are in your 40 something to 50s. That's right. They say it's 40s like, to 50s. It's right. like, that's your biggest years. That's so, right. like, you're just, you didn't even hit it yet. You're it's right there like at it. You yeah. hear it, you look at the statistics and it's like 45 to yeah. 55 or to 60. And you're like, wow, okay. Yeah. So there's even more. You're right. Yeah. You know. And I don't think people talk about that enough because in our real world, that conversation's never had. Never. Yeah. But yeah. I guess in everybody else's locker room, yeah. that conversation's had all the time. You got to work to this. Then when you get here, man, you're going to really enjoy it. Yeah. This is the sweet spot. When you say everybody else's locker room, what do you mean? Uh, in other real professions. estate. Yeah, other, oh, other professions. Yes, 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 yes. Got it, got you know, it, got it. Yep. Uh, in acting, all these other, yep. like, you. by the time you really figure it out and hit it, that's where you're at in your that's age. Right. It's just, that's right. We're just, we've been told for so long, just in the opposite end. We, we just don't know it. And like you said, uh, the communication part of it is huge uh, yeah. because we do not hear that. Yeah. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. So do, now that you're retired and you're in the acting business, do you have uh, players, uh, former players, when they when they get out, do they hit you up for uh, do they hit you up for advice? And if you do give them advice, what do you tell them? I've had like a handful. Mm -hmm. And I think even when I was playing, there was something, um, I don't know if it's like taboo or something. There was something about it that guys would would talk about like, oh, I, oh, I could, I want to go into acting. I want to go mm -hmm. into, but you couldn't really, it wasn't really like announced. You know, right. It was like on the side, oh, I'm going to go into. And so, and I've seen that not a lot of people go, are going into it. I've had a couple, like a handful of people that have reached out and been like, hey, I'm trying to get into this. So I, I'd give advice, um, which is basically uh, choose another profession. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'll, I'll stick with them because it is a very, I mean, it's like anything else. It's, it's very difficult, but I'll, I'll, sort of give them the tools that I had mm -hmm. that I figured out along the way and what could help them. But it's such a tough profession in that um, if, if there's any bit of fragility in your spirit, you will be done in like half a minute. Um, the, the amount of like rejection, yeah. and the amount of like, uh, now, you know what I mean? It's, it's tough. It's a lot of that. A lot of that. Gotta oh have thick goodness. skin. Yeah, you gotta have thick skin. And we learned, we sort of, 
developed that playing football. Mm -hmm. So we're able to like understand, okay, there's another day. This didn't work out. Okay, let's see how we can get better and move to the next. Do you receive What's, good feedback in those rejections or is it just a rejection? Um, it depends. It it depends if they... Because I've never been in that room. I haven't either. I just, is it, like, it kind of like, oh my <laughs> God, you were so great, but uh, we're going to go for somebody else. Thank you. Good. Bye-bye. Yeah. Is it kind of like that or is it... Yeah. I mean, you'll get a... Are they, they polite when they reject you? They won't necessarily do it like to your face in the room. Mm. They won't okay. say that. Um, it'll be on their face, but they, but they won't, <laughs> they won't say, say it, it to you. Um, yeah. And then you'll get a call that, oh, this didn't work out. And this is the reason why. But they also have a, like the boilerplate, like they have their list of things that they can say. And, oh, we're going to go with someone um, more experienced. Or, oh, we're going to go with, you know, so you hear the standard things. You don't really get true feedback. So you what's, just have to. What's sorry? I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. Oh, you just have to figure it out on yeah. your own. So, what's been tougher, football or acting? Got to know this answer. Well, for me, there's nothing. I haven't experienced anything tougher than having to learn the cornerback position. Really? Uh, yeah. So, um, I would say football. Okay. I I think um, I don't want to take anything away from acting because it is. Extremely difficult. I think it's crazy when I hear people say like acting is easy. It's like that camera turns on and you have to disappear and like be in your own space. It's very difficult. Um, but football is its own. Football is like mind, body, soul, spirit. Yeah. Those, you know, everything is involved and it's just a different type of grind. And it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It's like next level tough. We should act. Let's get some coaches and start acting. Yeah. Well, I, I be, no. We just careful. we've heard multiple things about a, um, an acting coach today. So, um, because we actually knew zero about it up until today. So it's been really okay. interesting. We've been learning. You've been learning. Yeah, You're we're trying. Doing our research. Research. Listen, we're doing it, our research. It, it's never too late. Okay, I you know, appreciate that. You, it, um, you know, let's yeah. do it. Let's I'm, act. I think I may have aged out, but yeah, I, I you haven't aged, yeah, I, you're I, still young. You're I, still young. I appreciate that. Go. I appreciate that. Young. I receive that. that. He and, don't uh, look it, but he receives it. He don't look it, but he receive it. All right. So you're talking about how hard it is. And I mean, dude, you knocked it out of the park. Honestly, you did. And you're rolling Crown Heights. Oh, um, um, could you maybe give us, you know, you were, what was that? You were, you were out the gate. You said you're the next rising star. You won a couple other you know, we're mentioning a couple of award things off of that. Uh, take us into that role. Like, how did you get prepared for it? I like the accent. Why was it? Oh, my. Like, what made that one <laughs> so special for you? And, like, how did you really, like, I think it's special whenever I talk to her or meet a person that's an actor, quote, unquote, because mm -hmm. they're not themselves. Mm -mm. Yeah. And, like, how do you, how do you ever. Into yeah, yeah. Role. Like, how do you. How do you get into character? Yeah. Like, like how do you okay, do that? Yeah, I, I'm so amazed. <laughs> but, yeah. And they're a completely different person than who they are. <laughs> I'm innocent. My friend is, you know, like, and you got the accent and everything. Yeah. Like, you just gotta, you got this cool little accent. <laughs> and then you had the, 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 I just think the it's you amazing. had the Caribbean accent and everything. Right, like, right. yeah, how do you do that? It's, I, so that project's interesting because I was going through it and I was trying to figure out because nothing was working out. And I'm like, all right, this isn't, maybe this isn't the thing. Um, I had tried so many things, man. <laughs> Like real estate, like I've gone through like, okay, what is, what is out there? Um, and this wasn't really working out. So I, I remember I like sent emails to like, I had a list of like a hundred directors and in an acting class, like if I come in, everyone's like, that Nambi Asma's in an acting class? Is he going to act like, is he bored? And so you have to do that in front of people when they're like, now watching every single movement because they know you from another life. So it's difficult. So I had reached out to these hundred directors and, you know, I was getting advice that they're going to look at you as a football player. They're not going to, nobody's going to respond. I said, let me try. I reached out. I got one response out of a hundred. Um, I, I said I was going to give this thing six months. Doesn't if I don't if I don't feel something in the six months then I'll then this wasn't it and uh, and I started feeling things along the way and I got one response and 
the guy was like, oh, this is great to hear. We got into it. We had a couple calls. And then, um, y'all know what ghosting is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just left disappeared. <laughs> I was like, what's up, man? I'm like, yo, I'm still trying to do this. So he disappeared on me. And so I remember the day I said, all right, that's it. I'm done. Figure something else out. Um, maybe it's a different part of the business that I do, but it's not going to be this. It's not going to be, act, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I put it down and guys, my witnesses was like a week later and I get an email about this role, this film, the guy like, Hey, we're doing this film. Um, any interest? Like, yeah, I was done. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me try. And so I went out, we did an audition for it, ended up getting the role and, and, and coming on to help produce. And yeah, that was it. But it, it, to get into that character, I mean, it's a, I mean, we could be here for days talking about that. But I know for the audition, the accent that I have in the film, I had to bring that into the audition. And they, these guys didn't expect it. So they thought I was just going to come in as me. Mm-hmm. And I just got some advice from the, my, the acting coach that I worked with. They said, use the Trinidadian accent in the room. But I'm not talking about when they say action. Yeah. The whole time. The moment you step in. <laughs> mm. And so I stepped in the room, like, like how I stepped in and shook hands and we yeah, hugged yeah. and stuff. It was in an accent. Mm. And they immediately were like, he and walked they, in the character. Do you know what I mean? Like they, yeah. and so I was like, all right. And, and so I was in, and then all the way to the car, I was in, even when they said bye, I was still in, I never dropped that thing. Mm, and, I love it. Yeah. And then it came back. It was like within a couple of days. They were like, yeah, got it. Yeah. Cause Killed the, it. the commitment. The, yeah. 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 Killed it. Kilt it. Kilt it. Kilt it. With a T. Kilt it. With a T. Yeah, with a T. That's black right there. That's that's the A. Hey, kilt it. With a T. He killed that. Like how you say fire. 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 I do, I do say that. Taylor says, oh, yeah, that was fire. You'd be like, oh, that's fire. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, that's fire. So not only can you act, but when did you know that, yo, know, I can lead? Like when, uh, was it, uh, Sylvie's love. Like, when did you know you could mm. like lead or be the lead, the main character in a movie? When did you know that? I came in with that uh, mentality. Like, I came in that I'm not the the side yeah. part. Like, I'm not the the one. They came when I first got in. I would, they would send me out on auditions, and it would be for um, the football player, right, or something. You know what I mean? And so I'd come. Yeah, because you did a spot cast. in the game. You you did a spot in the game. A different spot. You know, like, like it was early. Thing. You were playing then, so yeah, I was playing them. Yeah. But this was, but this was the thing that they wanted when I was done. Right, right. You know? Yeah. So I would, you know, it's like, yeah, you you're the one that brings the beer into the party, and then you you know you grunt and you, hey guys, I got the beer, and you know, I was like, eh. They say do it like a football player. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing it how I do it. Like, right. I, I actually right. did play. Um, and so that just wasn't, I, I knew that wasn't the lane for me. So I just said, let me sort of figure it out. I knew that there were lead parts. I knew that there were, um, this is what we do. You know, yeah. you, you were both captains on yeah. your teams. Like and probably we all were captains since Pop Warner or since high school. What we know how to do is lead. That's yeah. just, it's, it's innate. And even coming into that business, even knowing nothing I knew that I'm a leader. Yeah. Um, whether it's the role that I'm playing or the team that I'm built around. So that's why it was always in my in my head, in my mind. Um, another big part of your story is your philanthropy work. So your foundation, the Asamoa Foundations. And so you got the orphans and orphans and wind, uh, widows in need, or mm -hmm. you can call it uh, Owen. Mm -hmm. And then you also have the Axe, or the Asamoa college tour of scholarships yeah and so i i just like how much of that part do you want that to be known as your legacy yeah. and i know it's a huge part of your life like i think this is outstanding i didn't know 
about this until I, I did a dig mm. dive in, especially Same. about the college tours. Yeah. That's just so great. cool, bro. Man. I mean, the fact that you're taking kids and you're taking them to Howard, you're taking them down to Louisiana. You did a whole tour out That's right. there. That's right. You've been on the East Coast. You've taken them all down to the West Coast. We already. didn't do opportunities. Um, we didn't. You do, did do uh, UL. You did LSU. You what? did uh, Xavier. Yeah, no, I, you also did um, Southern. Did, yeah, we did and so Lame. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did two lanes, right. another great yep. school. So it, I just thought that was. When I saw that, I'm like, that is brilliant because, and not only that, but all the kids are going off and doing other things once they go through your program. So opportunities the, the impact that you're making on these young people's lives, I know it's big, Yeah. but uh, I want to hear from your words on how much it is an impact on you and how important philanthropy has been in your life. Tutelage, I'm sure it's been passed down. Uh, you just don't grow into this. I, I'm sure it's about your parents as well. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely played a big role. Um you know, both of my parents um, growing up. My dad died when I was 12. Sorry but, about that. Yeah, I appreciate it. But be even before that, I watched him in his philanthropic efforts and who he was helping out and stuff. So it definitely played a role. But the college tour, that's so dear to my heart. Um, it seems like it's awesome. Man, that thing is... Derek Brooks. You know, Yeah, yeah of course. Derek. Hall of Fame. DB. DB. He, um, so he was doing a, a tour, but not a tour. I guess it's a tour. He was doing a trip for some kids and he took them to, it must have been like South Africa. They went somewhere. Huge. And I, and I caught this. I said, he took a, some kids on a trip to South I said, why would he? I just thought about it. Yeah. And, and I was like, I love to travel. I would love to give back in some sort of way. And I was like, I want to do something like that. Yeah. And he, and I've told him this, that he would, that he influenced, you know, what I do with these kids. But at that point I wanted an angle. I was in East Oakland and I knew that there were so many bright kids in Oakland that were never going to get out of Oakland Yeah, because they, they just don't know anybody. They, they, don't, know. they don't have they don't, seen it haven't outside seen. of, yeah. They don't know that there's an out yeah. Yeah. of Oakland. This is all they know. This is all they see. That's they can't right. see past that. That's right. And they got great, grades great personality great people and you start to talk to them and they're like no i gotta I'm, i'll probably take after graduate i'll take care of my grandma and then i'm gonna take care of my um my nieces and then i gotta also take care of xyz and all right but what about you who's taking care of you yep right mm -hmm. and i would get these students together and i said look we're going on tours we're going across the country we'll go to different states and different cities and i do it every year new students every year juniors sophomores in high school let's go let's check out the colleges we put them in touch with the colleges they many of them end up going to those yeah. schools getting scholarships from, from us from them it yeah. just turned into a huge thing that till this day and now covid um struck us when covid hit that was the first time we hadn't done it in years mm -hmm. and so we had to take a break and now we're we're back on doing the tours again and it's been yeah that's a great that one's like near and dear to oh, heart. Yeah, yeah. i would love to team up yeah. bring some to alabama dog i know east oakland i don't know if they're ready to come to alabama crimson tide but hey i mean it's not crimson bad that's tide. all i'm saying no hey, it's no, about no, the we, scholars. It's about education no, 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 i like I'm, it i'm with you i'm with you um you've been to alabama i've been there i mean driven by it i've you, oh, you drove through. I, I drove through. I drove by it. I ain't stay there. I ain't got, Alabama ain't got nothing for me but some red clay. We do got a lot of red dirt out there. Yeah, all y'all got is red dirt. dirt. Yeah, we got a lot of that. We I'll do. stay down in Louisiana. I'm good. It's all good. I sit down in the Southwest, baby. In the bayou. It's all good. In the boot. It's all good. Man, y'all are too much. <laughs> How did this connection happen? Uh, we were teammates. We were teammates, yeah. And um, and then uh, Peanut recruited me. Ah, uh, okay. This is my this is my dog, man. I, okay. I I know I give him all the time. Oh, but, like, but you can tell you can tell it's a that's, brother. That's my guy, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have you ever seen the show Grumpy or Old Man? The movie Grumpy or Old oh, Man? Oh yeah, yeah. Where that's Walter, what, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jack Lemmon, Walter. Like this yes. is us. Like yes. I, he's older. But we grumpy and happy all yeah. at the same time. Like I, I love it. We gonna be fighting. Just we gonna be ninety years old. Years old. Yeah. yeah, this is how we gonna all, be. All of our kids have gotten all, cool yeah. now. It's yeah. like it's a whole. Thing. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's a whole. Deal. You seen you yeah. know in life when they when Martin and um and Eddie Murphy grow yeah, up. Yeah, that's and us. They're like yeah. just like messing with each other. Like, that's Rome and I all day. This is that's us. Rome and I. Um, 
I want to know this, though. Did you really choose uh, to major in finance at Berkeley uh, because of Eddie Murphy's character in Boomerang? Wow. Good for you. You did. Now, I don't know if you did the deep dive or Thomas. Oh, Thomas did the deep we'll dive. We'll give Thomas that bone. Dude, Thomas did it. Thomas is dope. First of all, I, Thomas has studied you. Okay. Like the back of his own hand. All right. Thomas is good. He's good at his job. There's no doubt about it. Shout he out is to so Thomas. excited. Shout, Shout out, out to Thomas. Thomas. But I'm the he one that's went to asking Howard. the question. He went to Howard. Yes, Thomas he did. went to Howard. And yeah. you have taken H- your kids. He's got a building named after him. No. I'm lying. I'm, <laughs> I, I, made, I made that up. But that was... <laughs> I made that part up. But it I sounded figured, great. It, it did sound sound great. It sounded great. I should have kept it going. You should have kept I should have kept it going. Nomdi believed it too much. I did believe it. I was acting. I was acting. I was in character. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. So, that yes, I watched... Um, as Boomerang, great movie. Yeah. Boomerang. Great movie. Marcus. That's right. <laughs> and I watched it and then, and I I tell people like it's not the not the best reason to choose a major, but I watched Probably him and I was like, Oh, this dude is he's that's yeah, he right there. Yeah. Like reg- you know what yeah. I mean? He's Killed got it, it all he's got it all figured out. All figured out. Strange, baby. <laughs> Strange all day. Strange. <laughs> and so I went into I was finishing high school and they said, what do you want to major in when you go to college? And I said, Marketing. You know, I wanted to be in like the marketing, sort mm-hmm. of the business, the finance world. And it was because of Eddie Murphy in Boomerang. And then I got to um, to college and I didn't get into the business school, so I couldn't <laughs> do marketing. So I did some classes that qualified me for getting uh, uh, the, the finance degree. But yeah, that was my inspiration. I love it. Yeah. That's so a good pool. Yeah. Last question. Hold on. No, no, no. Because I got to know this. I, Tom is going to be mad. I don't he, care. Look, look yeah. at him now. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, cool. I don't care. Uh, Here we go. You I'm ready? A, this yeah. is the last question. Ready. This is the last oh, question. Oh, this is the last question. This will be the last question. No, it's not. Uh, we're going to ask the you the real one, the one we always ask, but I'm getting this in. Okay. Tell me this. You learn how to play the saxophone for Sylvie's Love. Well done. Right? Do you still play it? And I also want to know, because I, I heard the whole 18-month process was a process, not only for you, but everybody else that had to hear you playing. Yeah. Like, oh, you it, was it was rough. It was rough. Yeah, it was Because you yeah. traveled with so I want to know the saxophone on the plane. I took it wherever I was. So I want to know, are they still like, are they over that? Like, and so how did, how is that whole thing going? Like, for the whole family. I I think that's awesome. I I don't play anymore. Oh, I know. It's what a letdown. That was such a letdown. I was hoping he would say like, <laughs> oh yeah. I saw like, <laughs> you know, when the balloon, like, I just thought. That was, saw, that was such a letdown. I was like, he still plays. He's committed. Oh man. Yeah. That's exactly like, what I'm we were sorry, talking about. I'm sorry guys. No, I don't, I, I don't play. But my son, every now and then, he'll jump in there and he's six and he'll jump in there and he'll see it and he'll start trying to play something. So. Okay. I'll get him into, um, yeah, but I don't, I. Let it go. All right, go ahead with your last question. I had, I had to. Last question, last question. So we asked this uh, question to a lot of our guests. Uh, I don't want the question for a lot of the guests. I'm, I want some else. This is our main question. This is our main question. Spin it, spin it. Spin it. Okay, so this is the first time we've ever asked this question. I'm okay. making it up off the fly. Are you lying? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm not, this, yeah, yeah. Making it totally. I, I love when he goes off the cuff. Totally, okay, go. totally off the cuff. Yes. So Mount Rushmore. Yes. Right. There's four people on Mount Rushmore mm. in life. They've helped you uh, acting, coaching, playing, producing, philanthropy, whatever. Mm. If you could put four people on your Mount Rushmore, who would they be? Oh, OK. That was all right. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't ready for that. <laughs> I, that's why I'm looking like all right, I see you. Let's see. Um, I would put Rob Ryan. Who yeah. was a coach of mine? Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Yeah. Bob Ryan's got mentioned twice. Has yes. he got mentioned twice? That's who he is. Hey. I mean, I could do a He's whole segment dude. on him. <laughs> um, I would put uh I'd have to put my wife on there, of course. Shout out. Um cool I wanna I actually want to stay away from family because there's so many Yeah, yeah. You don't want to pick one of those yes, like sorry. six people. Yeah. Um I I had a uh, a coach named Eden Bernardi. She was an acting coach that passed away. I would have to put uh, Alonzo Carter. He's now coached at San Jose State, but has just been a mentor throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, you see how much football has shaped. Yeah. Because yeah. you only get four. And so I put two football-related. 
one acting, I can't put family. Oh, oh I, I'll, I'll take my wife off because I don't want to put family. So the last person is. Great question. I was, hey, off the cuff. I just that, can't. That's what happens. Hey, I just like a freestyle. I can rap now. Oh, you know who it'd be? Who? It'd be Andy Reid. Oh, Andy yeah. Reed. Another great coach. Andy Reid, who, who I'm still very close to to this day. Loves cheeseburgers. Think loves cheeseburgers. <laughs> loves but also, cheeseburgers. I mean, you can look at him and be intimidated. The most gentle yeah. human being, father figure type of person. That I love that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. So I think those, I'll go with those four because I was under the gun. If I had a day to think about it. Well, you don't have. I you, don't know what. You don't I, have a day. I don't have. You don't yeah. have a day. You know what, Namdi? Dude, this has been awesome. I, I appreciate it. This is great. I'm You're, mad it took us so long to meet and we came out in the same draft. Can like, I say something? That is the greatest <laughs> cornerback draft in the history Ooh, it is. of the game. It is. Should we go through a list real yeah, quick? Yeah, Thomas, tell him in my ear real quick. So can you pull it up real quick? I'm calling you out. So it was this draft class was crazy. You, Sammy Davis, you, Terrence Newman. Uh, uh, Asante, Marcus Trufant, Ike, Ike Taylor, uh, Troy Polamalu, uh, Polamalu, we'll get, Andre we'll Wolfork, um, uh, Wolfork, uh, Rasheen, you said Rasheen, Rasheen, um, yeah, Matt, Bethune Cookman, Bethune Cookman, yeah, um, Ken Hamlin, from, Ken Hamlin, yeah, uh, Drayton Florence, oh, Dre played Brian Scott, uh, Brian Scott, Mike Doss, Mike Doss. Terrence Keel from A and M, yeah, Ricky Manning, UCLA. Chris Crocker. You guys did uh, have some ballers. Donald Strickland. This was a giant battle. It was a class. Dennis, they, Dennis Weathersby, they probably, we did this earlier, in just the first round alone, they took six corners. Then they took did another. They really? Yeah. They did. And then they yeah. took like a You were the another. sixth. I was the seventh corner taken at the 35th pick. And then in the seventh round, they took another seven corners. Wow. Like, they were corner DB heavy in wow. the 2003 draft. It was a... It was a strong class. Hey, man. Well, congrats. I don't know what y'all had. I'm, hey, I'm but, sorry. I said I misspoke. Eight DBs in the seventh, first. Oh, I'm sorry. In the seventh round. Eight DBs. Eight DBs. What class are you? I'm uh, 2006. You're 06. Yeah. He looked right. like he was 99. Is he, is he lying? No. Nah. He's, 2006? He is, he's telling we, the truth. I just want to let everybody know we have never been accused of lying so much. <laughs> 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 We've never been accused of lying actors, so much. Actors. We're act- I don't actors. Know. I don't know. We're all actors. When you go back and watch this, you'll be like, damn, Peanut was really acting when he asked <laughs> you that question. <laughs> yeah. And, and that is it. Namdi, you are off the hot seat. All right. We're going to let you go, man, with this one. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you yeah, so much, yeah, man. Absolutely. And also to all of our listeners and out those out there watching, Please continue to do that, man. We're going to continue to bring you nothing but heat from all of our guests that we got with us. And I just got to say, for all of us, give us a five-star rating, please. Click follow. Give us a shout-out. Give us a review if you'd like. Uh, Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Anywhere you pick up your podcast, whether it's iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. And with all things being said... Domdi, that was the same question we asked everybody else. Oh, I hate you. Peanut is a great actor. I was acting. I was acting. And I like it. I like it. I love it. He was like, man, that was a good one. I was like, hey. I had to go into a dark place. I was Denzel. Yeah, you hit on training day. I was training day Denzel. Yeah, I was Lonzo. I had to just go dark. Wow. I went dark. And it was wow. awesome. So y'all are liars. <laughs> actors. We are actors. actors. We are actors. actors. Did, did you see actors. how I really battled? Yes. Like, that, was, ooh, that was good. I was yeah, like, yeah, thank yeah, you. He did. He, hey, it's a great support. Yes. Act. My hype. Oh, I love it. <laughs> wow. That's my guy. Wow. That's my guy. We pulled it off. I can't. We need to act. I'm going to give y'all one star. You said five, <laughs> so I'm going to go on there. How do I? Looking for that us. That was awesome. Look at hey. us. We can edit that part. That was, that was awesome. Hey, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. This is the NFL Player second acts podcast i'm peanut that's roman that's nomni and hey man we had a blast thank y'all for tuning in god bless y'all good night
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.